Welcome to the Starting SaaS Podcast. My name is Micaela Richmond, and this podcast is all about creating a foundation for SaaS. If you're jumping onto this episode, I just want to go ahead and say welcome. Um, this is part two of a two-part series where me and Lolita sat down and talked about all things copywriting. If you haven't heard the first one yet, I would totally recommend that first. Um, it's a good one. Sorry about the the audio. Um, I'm going to make sure that it's better than the one last week, but this audio was unfortunately um, not not a good not a good audio setup. That's okay. Learning and um, just wanted to post it because there were some really really good nuggets of wisdom in here. So let's get into part two. With the CTA specifically, you have to get very, very precise. You have to get very, very specific on what action you want somebody to take. And in B2C world, that looks like um, purchasing something or following something or um, putting in an email address or whatever. Um, in B2B world, it, it looks a little bit different. It's kind of, kind of similar, but most of the time, the underlying question is, okay, well, who's, the, who's your decision maker? And what do they want? And we've been talking about this a lot, but um, I'd love to hear your thoughts on kind of flushing out that that question of, first off, who exactly are you targeting? Um, not just like this persona, but like finding the person, finding the exact person. Whenever you're going through this thing, um, you were talking about the Alzheimer's situation. Mm-hmm. Some people might think that they're targeting the person with Alzheimer's, but Anybody who's really, really into marketing understands that the decision maker is the family, right? And so um, there are there are different case scenarios whenever that decision maker is a little bit more hazy. Like it's a little bit more difficult to decide and find who exactly is a decision maker. Who are the decision makers? Um, first question is what is a good process for figuring that out? What are some good questions to ask yourself for figuring that out? And then the second one is, um, and how do you figure out what they want, because that's the biggest thing is what are the desires? What are the pains? What are like, what is motivating this person to want to take the next action? So I don't think this is CTA related specifically. I just okay. think this is yeah, 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 yeah. in general. I just want to make that clarification. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I don't think you should be writing the copy at all until you have a very specific idea of who you're talking to. Mm-hmm. Now, I agree. it is possible to not have found the correct avatar. I, you said there are some situations where this is hazy. I agree to a certain extent, but in the copywriting world, if you've done the right research into your product and you've done the correct surveys and you've understood where what people are talking about and where they are and who buys the type of product that you're doing and you understand your competition and you understand all of these other research elements, it's just the reason we do 65% research and only you know 15% writing and 20% editing like that's the reason that the bulk of writing copy is research is because you need to understand that because if you're just trying to shoot some darts out into the dark you're not going to write copy that gets people to to take an action mm-hmm. um ideally your company will have some idea about this before you come on as a copywriter now as a freelance writer we're we're normally responsible for doing most of this ourselves this is why research to a freelance especially a direct response copywriter is so important um, ideally your company will have a lot of this information and you can build off of the information and the research that they've done for you, but don't ever sit down to write copy unless you know exactly who you're speaking to. Um, if, you know, if you're talking to a potential marketing director 
of a $500 million company who is, you know, bringing in X, X sales this next quarter and he's trying to grow their revenue by X percent. Um, you should know that information before you sit down. Just sit down to write a piece of copy. Um, and if you don't, I would say the first question to ask yourself is, have I done the correct amount of research to be able to do this? And if, if not, then I would say go back and do the research. But then if you have done the research, you just really don't know, that's the time it, then it needs to like split test where you would need to find two different avatars to reach out to and see who's actually the most accurate one to reach out to in this context. Okay, that makes sense. I also was asking this question in um, in regards to like non-formal copywriting, like just writing as a form of communication. And um, we had mentioned, or we've talked about this in the past, just like, whenever you are in a company, sometimes you have to write to a higher up, right? And um, maybe you're trying to pitch them on an idea. Maybe you're trying to communicate something that's important. Mm -hmm. And the goal is to first understand exactly, like, what do they care about? First, understand Mm -hmm. who they are, and then what do they care about? And, and to, to reframe everything that you are trying to get done into an other's minded focus. Mm -hmm. Like, we we write and we think in think terms, in of, terms ourselves. of ourselves and, and copywriting, copywriting challenges, challenges you to think, think and, write and write in terms, terms of somebody, somebody else. else like what, what do they care about what do they want and i think that's really really important yeah it's it's good to note that this research stuff is valuable no matter whether you're writing a new promotion or a new email to a completely different audience um or whether you're just writing an email to a boss at asking them to give you a raise i don't really care what you're doing if you haven't done the research and you don't know the main motivations, the main desires, the main pains and fears that this person that you're writing to has, then you probably haven't haven't done the proper amount of research for writing, sending a pitch over, sending your idea over, any of those things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So before we get into rapid fire, um, I which are like not actually rapid fire, as we we both know. I um, give a five second answer. No. Um, <laughs> I think it's it'd be it's it's really good to point out that the the means of communication, like the channels of communication, also matter. Whenever you're whenever you're writing copy for email and newsletters, it's entirely different than whenever you're writing for social media or titles or um, just like the way that people intake information, the way that they read, the way that they scroll, the the things that they expect whenever they go onto a certain medium, a certain channel, it's entirely different. So the way that you have to you have to focus your copywriting and I'd actually love to hear your um your experience with this but the way that you have to go about writing for different channels must change and the way that you like even if you think about yourself how do you take in information whenever I'm on email I know that I'm sitting down for five to ten to twenty minutes to actually read through things, to comb through, to spend time on something. Whenever I go onto LinkedIn or um, Instagram or TikTok, I, I don't have TikTok or Twitter. Um, oh my gosh, I don't have TikTok. I was uh, side note. Somebody actually told me that that TikTok is amazing for um, like TikTok is the future. I had a, I had a conversation with somebody about yeah. TikTok being the future, and this is it, it's so interesting. I would love to hear more. Just like I don't know. Okay, side note, but um, you'll never know my thoughts on that. <laughs> I'll have to talk. I'll have to talk about that. This is a copywriting discussion, but yeah, love to love to have a conversation about that later. About TikTok being the future? Yeah. 
That's hilarious. Okay, I'll have to talk to you about that. Even if we don't record it. I literally am so, so intrigued. Um, no, but like the means matter. What is your experience with these different means, with these different means of communication and writing for different means of communication? How have you seen your writing, the format that you use change between the different channels? The format doesn't change. Okay. Now you still have all of those elements that I've just laid out. Um, okay. However, you have to recognize that you're talking to an audience that is more or less thought in depending on, on where you're talking. Um, okay. So this is different across it is like social media, for example, you just don't have the attention span there that you do. People scroll, they stop for a second, they keep scrolling. If they don't say anything, they want email a little, it, it, it's similar, but for the most part, if you're in someone's inbox, if they haven't unsubscribed, um, they're at least a level more bought in than what they are on social media. If you're doing a really good job engaging your subscribers and you have a super healthy email list, that's even that number's even higher. So yeah, the way you address people is definitely different, but the main elements that you use to, to reach them are completely, completely the same. I love that. How, side, side question, how do you think, like if you were a normal person, not that you're not normal, but you're not in a great kind of way. Um, if you were just another person that, you know, was in sales or in marketing or in operations or in customer success, just like somebody, normal person, has not gotten into copywriting yet because everybody should. Um, why would why would you look into copywriting? Like, why would it matter to you? Why would it be something that as soon as you learned about it, you would care about? I think everyone should care about becoming a better communicator. I really do. No matter, no matter where you're going with your career or any of those things. And at some point, you're going to need to sell yourself one of your ideas to someone else through writing. Um, if you don't have to do it through writing, then you'll have to do it through words. And like we talked about earlier, writing will make your words that much more valuable and meaningful because it'll teach you how to think structurally. So I think from that perspective, if you have any goals in life that require communication, then yeah, I think copywriting should be of some interest to you. If you have any goals, you should like copywriting. If you have any goals that require communication, I added a little bit of a <laughs> there. I mean, every I think most goals require communication. Agreed. Agreed. So if you have any goals, copywriting is for you. <laughs> okay, final questions. Um what is the biggest challenge you faced? Oh my gosh. So this is hilarious because we already recorded this, right? Like I said before. I'll give totally different Are you going to give totally different answers? We're, we're about to find out. Okay. Do a rapid fire question. Okay, okay. <laughs> Maybe I should just change up the questions. Just go. I don't really care. Okay. Um, I'm going to change up the questions. Give you something that you've never thought of before. Oh boy. Um, what is your favorite part about being a copywriter? I get to geek out. It's, this is freelance copywriting specific. I get to geek out over random subjects that I would want to study, but I get paid to study them. Because like I said, research is that, that main element. So I get to like dive into random rabbit holes about things. It's fantastic. That sounds amazing. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. I studied some like weird bass guitar thing. And I went like, I dreamed of myself becoming a huge bass guitar artist. Almost bought a bass. Didn't, didn't buy a bass, but I did buy a bass guitar course. I did a ton of research into what makes bass guitars tick um studied music from that perspective yeah studied brain health studied 
real estate, real estate investing. I got paid to do it. Fantastic. What better way, right? <laughs> so you're like you're like that one person that your party trick is random information about random stuff. I guess so. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love that. I, I, that's hilarious. I have a friend who's like that. Um, she just has the most random information about random stuff. Traveling it makes you do that as well. By the way, it's a great thing for a creative pal. And you travel a lot. You love to travel. Yeah, I love that. Okay. Um, let me think of this next question. Um, what is one thing that, what is one skill that you wish you mastered earlier in your copywriting journey? The ability to research effectively and, and the understanding of, of what the best ways to do it are. Like I did a lot of, and, and I think, you, I don't know if this is possible to learn faster, but I think having a system for, for researching and having a system for writing are, are good things to do. And when I started research, it used to be a lot more like a, a stream of consciousness kind of like, oh, what about this? I'm going to Google this random question and find out what I can. But now I have a lot more of a systematized process for starting that out and specific questions I'm setting out to answer whenever I start the research process instead of just kind of falling down a rabbit hole. How do you decide on those questions? Um, well, there are resources for that. Um, those, those are pretty much the same questions every time you're asking very specific avatar related questions, which is like, what are their main motivations and desires? What are their main, main fears? And, and you're not answering these questions based on your own opinion or you're asking these questions with very specific quotes from Reddit threads, Facebook groups, comments, random things like that. Trust me, it's everywhere. You find a lot of this information when you start the research process. And then your, and your goal is like to truly understand what makes the avatar and the person take. And then when you're answering the product questions, you're answering questions like, who are our biggest competitors? What are they doing right? What are they doing wrong? What are some messaging elements that they're using properly that mm-hmm. we could tap into? Um, not, you know, not taking information from the competition or anything, but like watching and studying how they're doing things properly. Um, I have an entire, entire list of questions that I, that I still to answer. How do you go into, um, just a side question, because this is something that I've always struggled with. I, I mean, I think I end up doing it semi-effectively, but I don't actually think that my research is as effective as it could be. How do you, if you ask a general question, like who is my competitor and what are they doing well? Like finding your competitors, how do you go about that? Do you go to the customer and see who they're talking about? Do you, and how do you even find the customer? Like what is a what is a good process? I mean, so your main competitors for every product you sell might be a little a little different if you have multiple products. Um, mm-hmm. And so you start by so that's why the avatar research coming first is important in my opinion because you start by finding out what are their goals in relation to this product or this idea or this information thing I'm trying to sell. Um, and once you nail that down, then you can start understanding like the questions that they'll be Googling. And, then, and this, this comes with basic SEO research too. You research the same way that you would for like SEO keywords. And it's like, okay, if, if you're, you know, if your product is something related to, let's say, solving cart abandoned stuff. So it's like, who's going to be searching for that? Well, once you know who's going to be searching for that, then you start realizing like, how do I recover X amount for sales with mm-hmm. my, you know, with my card man sequence or something like that? Um, and you start understanding what they're Googling. Well, then the more you Google those questions that they're asking, the more you start finding like, oh, 
here's a potential competitor in a niche that I had no idea would be there. It doesn't have to be direct competition. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be a solution that works the same way that yours does. It's just when you're talking about competition from the, from the idea of research, you're thinking about them from the perspective of who else has a solution or an answer to this question, whether it's in a product form, whether it's in like a video form or other, other things like that, like who else is solving this problem one way or another. Okay, in I love today's that. world, someone probably is. Let's be honest. And if you're, if you just immediately knock off that question by saying like, "Oh, we, we're outsmarting the competition. We don't really have any competition. We're in our own market." It's like, are you though? Are you really? Okay, I love this. So it's not necessarily who is solving the problem like you are trying to, or even close to how you are trying to, but who is trying to take this question and offer any type of solution. Yeah. Who's, who's answering the same question? Love that. That is beautiful. Um, and I just wanted to clarify. So SEO is search engine optimization. And that's basically like whenever you um, have a search engine, aka Google or, I mean, DuckTuckGo. <laughs> mostly Google, let's be honest. Yeah, mostly Google, let's be honest. Um, ranking. Ranking on, on Google is important because most people don't go to, you know, number three, number four pages. So just research something else. Um, and then you also mentioned cart abandon, which in B2C is basically whenever somebody has put something in their cart and then abandons it. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's basically, I just what it sounds like. Cart abandon is one of the well, yeah. 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 A lot of yeah. Too, but yeah. Well, no, it's good. It's, well, no, it's good. It's, it's really, really, it's really, really good to hear all these different terms because anybody who's, who's you, know, you know, even slightly, slightly interested in the marketing market. landscape, needs to just be familiar with different types of concepts. So it's, it's great. Um, and, and my last question for you, um, well, I'm going to ask you about resources. So that'll technically be my last question, but my real last question, um, what is your favorite aspect of writing in general, like writing and communicating online specifically? Favorite aspect for me personally? Yeah. Of communicating online. Yeah, I mean that, that probably depends on whether on whether I'm writing for a client or writing for myself. If you were writing for yourself, okay, write, writing for myself, like 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 deeply, you you've come to understand copywriting. You understand the power behind mm-hmm. copywriting, and now you get to use it and unleash it in the world. I like, I don't know, I like getting other people excited about ideas, and being mm-hmm. curious about things. I like drawing other people into my world and, and, and my world is a very curious place. I always have a million things mm-hmm. like firing off in my head and I'm thinking about very random things and I'm always thinking about them from very weird directions. And I like, I like inspiring other people to do the same thing. I think that's, I think that's the biggest thing. It's also really fun to know that you can impact change in one way or another. A great example of this is um, my sister's birthday was over COVID, like in the height of lockdown. Um, even like, We were pretty much locked down in, in Florida there over the time. And I was like, man, she can't have a party. Like, we can't do anything. I don't know, you know, what are we going to do? So I put out a word on social media and to different friends and was just like, hey, I'm organizing an Amazon gift list for my sister. Um, these are just random little things. It, you know, they range from like 5 to $60 so that anyone who wanted to take part in it could. Um, and it was all on Amazon Prime, so you know you could get like free shipping or whatever on all that stuff. And I reached out to a bunch of her friends and was like, "Hey, like help me out with this." 
um, let's basically do her a gift shower. And so, yeah, 15 days before her birthday, these gifts start showing up on her doorstep. It's like every single day. I think she got, I think she got like 35 or 40 presents. Um, Somebody please do that for me. (laughs) And I didn't pay a cent, you know, like all I did was do some outreach, write some social media posts, tell everyone how much I love my sister Oh, um, and, and use, use my copywriting skills to like reach out to people directly and knowing that you can do things like that and that mm-hmm. you have the ability to just make someone's day by doing random little things like that and that you, that you can impact an actual action from people is just pretty fun. I love that. I think the best things are the things you don't expect. Like the fact that yeah. she kept on getting stuff, she was probably so just floored when the first package came i told her everything that was going on because she's like what's this random thing because everything came with a gift receipt and i was like yeah happy birthday i'm organizing this thing you should have you should have thought of something like um hmm i don't know you should have angled it in some way that it was just like weird for her she's like, oh i don't know what's happening <laughs> <laughs> no i'm not that type of person because i wanted her to know i was behind it i was like this uh, is a gift from me to you like it says it's from this person but i did this is the gift from me to you like that's really hilarious yeah that's amazing well if you ever do that for me <laughs> wait that's um, where you're gonna be you know if you're in some random airbnb in some random city that might be a little more do different. letters letters are fun do letters. Don't do, like, just make people sit down for, like, five minutes and write me a letter that is slightly... Do you know what the funny thing is? Hmm. I think that's actually a harder ask than asking me. I know just it is. Bucks on Amazon. I know it is. <laughs> I'll give you a list of my, my closest friends. <laughs> the, the, the five people that'd be down to do it. Um, okay, well, uh, resources. Best copywriting-related resources. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Anyone in your industry, especially if you're writing for a specific company, it's there are so many gurus. And the reason I'm saying this is there are so many gurus and copywriters and people who have like the number one copywriting thing you should do. I don't want tips you to and get, tricks yeah. to make you the best in the world. I don't want you to get overwhelmed by yeah. that because there are more and more like shiny objects coming up in the industry as it goes. And so the best thing to do is find companies in your niche in your industry. Um, and in the broader marketing world that have fantastic copywriting strategies and who hire great copywriters, mm. study them, follow them, follow individuals who are good copywriters. Um, Eddie Schlinger, I think he's how you say his last name. He's got great stuff. Um, Cole Schaefer, one of my favorite writers. He's a fantastic copywriter. And they're, they're not out there just trying to t- teach you the next great copywriting hack, although they have great posts like that. They're just really good copywriters. And so if you follow them, study their copywriting, break it down, learn from them, you're going to get a lot farther than if you just try to find the perfect copywriting course and understand all of that. Um, Mm -hmm. The other thing that I would suggest, and this is not a very specific resource, but this is all those elements of copywriting that I suggested, find a specific training on how to do each one of those things. And instead of trying to become like how to, instead of trying to become a good copywriter generally, it's like, how do you write good hooks? Study that individually. How do you write a good title, a subtitle? Study that individually. How do you write great stories? Study mm-hmm. that individually. You might even learn that from a journalist. You mm-hmm. know? But finding finding those inspirations instead of having to try to find the best overall copywriting course is better. And then the final resource is study the great ad writers mm-hmm. who wrote in print, who wrote other types of messaging. Before because, yeah, before before the internet world was around, because they've got a lot of great things to say about 
good writing. Um, mm. and, and they were focused on the writing because that's yeah. all they had. Yeah. They didn't have the images. They didn't love that. Claude Hopkins and David Ogilvy are two of my favorites. Okay. Um, and then, let's see. Finally, find writing courses and resources completely outside of the copywriting world. I have learned more from Roy Peter Clark, who's a journalist in St. Petersburg, than I have pretty much any other like copywriter. Because he's just a fantastic writer, and pretty much any any kind of thing in print like that, and then that's going out in the newspaper, they are conveying information very quickly, very strategically, using every little element of the paper to be able to convey what they're trying to get across. Mm. They're selling an idea. They're selling a story. Um, mm-hmm. And convincing the reader to take an action, you know, convincing the reader to read a newspaper. <laughs> there's that. And then there's, you know, <laughs> there's thinking through like an object. So anyway, Roy Peter Clark is a fantastic journalist. He's got fantastic writing books. Imagine reading a newspaper. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> um, but finding inspiration outside of copywriting, I think is, is very important as well. I love that. Um, one of the things that you said previously in another conversation that we've had is, um, well, I'm going to boil it all down. So, so you said, yes, just like, this is the main thing that you've been saying a lot. Well, first off research, but beyond that, um, the fundamental, just do it over and over and over and over again, just fundamentals, iteration, and then, um, break things down. Like it's not that hard. You know, you don't have to pay a thousand dollars for a course whenever, People are literally giving you things for free. Like if you look at people's social media and you break it down, okay, well, what is, how are they doing this? How are they structuring this? And then you try, uh, I think it was Hannah that told me this, maybe. It was like try and write something the same way that somebody else would a hundred different times. Like you'll get better very, very quickly. Break things yeah. down, fundamentals. It's so perfect. Oh, and, 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 and don't forget research. research. Man, yeah, the research thing is, is pretty intense. And the, seriously, like the, Everyone, everyone said, like, everyone's like, research is important. Yeah, it is. But most people say that and then don't actually do the research that it takes. Mm-hmm. In the same way, it's like, um, you know, editing is important. But most people are like, yeah, one, one round. If no, I get good enough, yeah. I don't need to edit. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And there's, yeah, just actually do those things mm-hmm. as opposed to thinking about it, doing it once or twice and then like, fall on the other side. I love it. Thank you so much, Lolita, for coming on to this podcast. Thank you. I, I've, I literally love talking to you. We'll definitely have more conversations about this. Um, as I get better as a copywriter, I'm going to want you to come on again and just give a higher level view of like deep, deep diving into copywriting. That, yeah. But that, that'll come when it comes. We need, yeah, we definitely, well, to, to talk deep about copywriting, you really need to get specific. Yeah, I know. And then you can't like you can't really stray away from the specifics at that point. Yeah, yeah, exactly. This has been really fun though because we got to give like the bird's eye view. Yeah. Um, and the bird's eye view is very fun. Um, then as you as you become better, you get to niche down and you get to kind of figure out where where is your ultimate place in the copywriting world? Where can you create the most impact and do most? And at that point, that's when it gets really fun. I'm excited to to go there with you to geek out. Um, I'll also put all of your LinkedIn, your website, everything below. So if people want to check you out, they can. Thank you. Thanks, Ellie.